It's time for Captain Radio. These are the adventures of Captain Radio. When we last saw our intrepid hero, Captain Radio traveled 10,000 years into the future to destroy the Arcadia Crystal, a weapon of immense destructive power in the fires of Altair. Now he has returned home to the year 10,001 to find the galaxy in chaos. You're listening to Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension. Chapter 1. The Death of Kings. The evil Dr. Orban sits upon the throne of Jupiter. Captain Radio is nowhere to be seen while his trusty robotic sidekick Ace stands before the throne in chains. My brother, King Aster, is dead. There will be time for mourning later. Now is the time for action. I hereby proclaim myself Emperor of Shadows. As my first official act, I will punish the members of the royal house who failed to come to the aid of their king in his hour of need, starting with Count Xavier of Alpha Centauri. Let it be known that his planet is now under direct Imperium control. What do you think Captain Radio will think of that? Captain Radio will stand against injustice wherever it is found. Then where is he now, you pathetic pile of circuits? Coordinates unknown. My spies tell me he's trapped, marooned in the distant future with no way home. Captain Radio will find a way. He always does. And if he does, will he swear an oath of loyalty to me and the Pan-Galactic Imperium, or will he continue to be a thorn in my side? He will never rest as long as you sit on the throne of Jupiter. He will defeat you, just as he always does. Not this time. Take a message to Captain Radio. Surrender to me, or I will reveal his true identity to the universe, and kill the woman he loves. I will deliver the message. I will make sure of it. Guards, take the robot to the painatorium. Disassemble it, carve the message into its vacuum tubes, and ship it back to Alpha Centauri. And make it fast. I have a universe to conquer. You are a madman. Captain Radio will stop you. Captain Radio will. Far away on the planet Alpha Centauri, in the deep caves under the palace, a portal opens to another time, another place. Captain Radio emerges bruised and battered. He collapses onto the cold stone, but his arrival has not gone unnoticed. Is it you, my lord, Count? After all this time, get him inside. Make sure no one sees him. Where? Where am I? Who's there? You're home, sir. Good and noble Flagstaff, captain of the Centauri Guard. 
Oh, it is good to see your face. How did I get here? You tumbled through a time portal. We found you in the caverns beneath the palace. Oh, it must have worked. The crystal was destroyed. It would seem so, but my lord, terrible things have happened while you were away. The king is dead. His half-brother, Dr. Orban, has claimed the throne for himself. No, it cannot be. It gets worse. Orban has declared you dead. Well, I should say he declared Count Xavier dead. He has issued a royal decree that Captain Radio is an enemy of the galaxy with a reward for your capture, dead or alive. He has stripped you of your titles and land and sent his shock troops here to subdue the people. Oh, you did well to hide me, Flagstaff. For now, let us allow Count Xavier to remain dead. But my lord, your people need a leader. Yes, but the galaxy needs Captain Radio. More than ever. There is something else you should know. After you were lost in time, Lady Andromeda and Ace took your space zeppelin and combed the galaxy looking for you. I should have known they would not have given up hope of my return. They were caught in a solar storm. The zeppelin ran aground on an asteroid, and I'm afraid that's the last we've heard from them. You fear them dead, Flagstaff? I've seen many storms in my day, but nothing like this. Violent winds ripped through the ether, strong enough to tear a moon from its orbit. They could not have survived. It cannot be. My Andromeda could sail through the Eris Maelstrom itself and emerge without a scratch. <laughs> and Ace would never let her come to harm. It's been weeks since we've had a signal from them, surely. They had faith in me, and here I stand. Have a little faith in them. I will try to, sir. If anyone can bring them safely home, it's you. My Lord Count. Ace, it's you! See what I told you, Flagstaff? Ace, what's happened to you? And where's Andromeda? Incorrect. Assembly. Local unit damaged. Andromeda captured. Uh, captured? How? Where is she? Message for you. Dr. Orban knows who you are. Demands you submit to his rule, or he will reveal your identity. Kill Andromeda. You must. You must. You must. Error. Error. Oh, sit down, Ace. It'll be all right. Flagstaff, send for the machinist. Ace has been torn apart and put back together by someone who wouldn't know a crank pin from a fuel pump. Right away, sir. Hang on, old friend. We've been through plenty of worse scraps than this, haven't we? You must, you must, you must not go. I must go. I cannot leave Andromeda in the hands of that madman. Doctor Orban, Andromeda, it's a trap. <laughs> well, of course it's a trap. It always is. Must not, must not, error, error. We're going to free her, defeat Orban's evil scheme, and free the galaxy. There is no other choice. How? Without Zeppelin? That does pose a challenge. I think I know someone who can help. An old friend. Well, an old enemy. But I think we can put the past behind us. If he doesn't try to kill me first, 
Don't touch that dial! Captain Radio and the Mutant Mole People from the 11th Dimension will return after this brief word from our sponsor. When you're behind the wheel of a Studebaker Aero, you'll feel like you're flying, because you will be. Studebaker is the leading producer of flying cars in America. Smoother ride, more powerful turbines, safer, more economical, and more luxurious than the competition. It's no wonder there are more Studebakers in the sky than any other automobile. Feel the wind in your hair at 15,000 feet in a Studebaker Aero. Ask your local dealership to go on a test flight today. We now return to the adventures of Captain Radio. With Ace repaired, Captain Radio travels in disguise to the far side of Alpha Centauri. It is a long and perilous journey. Along the way, he witnesses the suffering his people have endured under Dr. Orban's brutal shock troops. Ten battalions of massed soldiers occupy every marketplace, keep watch at every train station, and man checkpoints on every road. Captain Radio and Ace are forced to travel by night through the woods to avoid patrols. Finally, they reach Perseus, a spaceport popular with pirates and renegades, where danger lurks in every shadow. Watch your step, Ace. If anyone figures out who we are, there could be trouble. Half of the people in this bar would like to see me at the wrong end of a ray gun. Affirmative. Potential hostiles located at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. You know what, Ace? Maybe I should do the talking. You have a tendency to get your circuits crossed in stressful situations. Agreed. My memory tapes contain multiple examples of this phenomenon. For example, on the planet Saurus, when I inadvertently revealed your plan to defeat Dr. Orban by allying with the native lizard people. Or the time when I... Exactly. Keep quiet and I'll take care of everything. Understood? Understood. Low profile mode engaged. Excuse me, barkeep. I'm looking for someone. Is that so, stranger? Well, that might be a wee problem. See, my customers don't typically want to be found. All the same, I'm looking for an old friend. I've recently come into some money, and I think you can help me spend it, if you catch my meaning. His name is Orion Hunt. Never heard of him. There's 20 croon for you, if you can track him down for me. You'll find him in the back room, hustling some poor devils at zero-g pool. He's the blue fellow with six arms and a tall hat. You can't miss him. Thanks for your help. Come on, Ace. Let's go see our friend. But, sir, didn't we fight someone named Orion on Talon 3? That was a long time ago. I'm sure he understands why we had to shut down his smuggling operation and free those super-intelligent flying narwhals. But he vowed revenge. We have no choice. Without the Zeppelin, there's no way we can get to the throne of Jupiter on our own. We need transportation. And if there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that Orion always stole the fastest ships. Alright friends, the game is Zero-G Pool. The object is to get all of one type of ball into the pockets located in the floor, at eye level, and in the ceiling, followed by the eight ball. It's very simple. Eight balls, three dimensions, zero gravity. Now I'm going to go easy on you fellows because I like you. Let's play three against one. I like those odds. How's about we make things a little more interesting? What did you have in mind? A hundred crews says we can beat you in ten shots or less. <laughs> What's so funny? I have a better idea. If I can sink every ball with a single shot, including the eight ball, you paid me two hundred crew. If I can't do it, I'll pay you two hundred. 
Alright, you're on. One shot, no tricks. Better hold on to something, Ace. Eight ball, corner ceiling pocket. You cheated! I don't need to cheat. As you can see, I'm the best zero-G pool player in the system. You didn't mention that. And you didn't ask. My winnings, if you please. Sir, that man is reaching for a ray gun. Well, Ryan's no good was dead. So much for keeping a low profile. Eat laser! Hold your fire! He just shot the gun out of my hand. Next time, I'll be aiming a little higher. Take your money and go. Thanks, but I had it under control. You should know better than to pick a fight with someone from Mercury. They're known for being hot-headed. They're also extremely gullible. Easy marks. Maybe not as easy as you think. You were nearly atomized. Then I guess I owe you my life, stranger. Well, in that case, maybe you can do me a favor. Name it. We're looking to charter a ship to the next system. I might be headed that way. Where exactly are you going? The throne of Jupiter. Forget it. No one just sails up to the throne of Jupiter. New orders from the Emperor. Any ship approaching the fortress will be shot out of the sky. I think he'll make an exception for me. Captain Radio pulls back the hood of his cloak to reveal his golden mask, a symbol of goodness, truth, and freedom known across the galaxy. Captain Radio, I should have known it was you. No one else is that accurate with a ray gun. I know we had our differences. You threw me off an asteroid! I was adrift in space for days! You left me no choice, Orion. Those narwhals couldn't stay in captivity. But I'm not here to rehash the past. No, you're here to get me killed going to the most dangerous place in the universe. I'm here because I need your help. Because I have no one else to turn to. And because I believe everyone deserves a second chance. Even you. You're going to have to do better than to appeal to my good side because I don't have one. Dr. Orban has kidnapped Andromeda. He's holding their prisoner at the throne of Jupiter. If you ever loved Andromeda, you'll help me rescue her. I never stopped loving her. Then prove it. My ship is at landing pad K7, ready and waiting. Excellent. Ace, grab our bags. Before we go, I want to make two things completely clear. First, on my ship, I'm in command. I won't be taking any orders from you. Of course. Second... Don't get any ideas that suddenly I'm on your side just because we have a common enemy. I'm not doing this to free the galaxy. I'm doing this for Andromeda. Once she's out of Orban's grasp, she'll be leaving with me. She's free to make that choice if she wants to. Then we have an understanding. Let's get out of here before you draw any more attention to yourself. This is your ship? Analysis. It appears to be a space capsule suspended from a large weather balloon. She's a real beauty. The HMS Galileo. At least that's what it was called when I stole it from the Imperium. I haven't thought of a new name yet, but I was thinking of Orion's Revenge. I think the name needs work. Actually, I think the whole ship needs work. Detecting multiple leaks in the hydrogen envelope, metal fatigue in the suspension cables... A tear in the starboard solar sail. So she's got a few billion miles on her. What matters is, she'll get us there in one piece. I don't think we have another choice, Ace. Alright, Orion. Let's get this death trap ready to set sail. As Orion and Ace get the balloon ready to leave, 
Captain Radio turns to face the vast, starry sky, knowing that somewhere out there, the woman he loves is waiting for him. We're coming for you, Andromeda. Nothing will stand in my way. You've been listening to the adventures of Captain Radio. Will our heroes reach Andromeda in time? Can Orion navigate the treacherous solar storms and icy shoals along the way? Who are the mysterious masked soldiers helping Dr. Orban bring his evil plans for the galaxy to fruition? Find out next week in the thrilling second chapter of Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension. Brought to you by the Studebaker Arrow, America's best-selling flying car. Captain Radio and the Mutant Mole People from the 11th Dimension is a production of Obscure Studios. Our narrator is Scott Kennedy. Captain Radio was played by Will McDonald. Orion was played by Rob Peters. Ace was played by Delano Hayes. Dr. Orban, the bartender, and the ad announcer were all voiced by me, Johnny Eberly. The pool players were played by Scott Kennedy and Bailey Cunningham. And Flagstaff was voiced by special guest Kay Spivey. Our theme music was composed by Bailey Cunningham, and our artwork was designed by Tammy King. Please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode. Find us online at obscurestudios.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.